bring the Bose experience to your small meeting spaces with Bose Video Bar VBS. VBS is an all-in-one USB conferencing device. It's the simple way to bring premium audio and video to your meetings. Learn more at pro.bose.com slash radio. G'day, everyone. Lauren Cress here. Welcome to another episode of the Purpose Driven Podcast. It's been a while. I apologize. I am now in my own place with what you can hopefully hear is much better audio equipment to be recording new episodes of the podcast on. I decided to finally move the podcast on to season six because I had sort of an extended break and a lot has happened in the world since my last show. So welcome to the first episode of season six. This season will be recorded on Gadigal land in Sydney, Uh, I'm in the beautiful suburb of Waverley, very happy to be back here in the east, despite everything that's going on. And I'd like to start today's podcast with an acknowledgement of country. I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. I pay my respects to elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples living and working on the land today, the land that always was and always will be Aboriginal land. For listeners who are new to the podcast or for listeners from overseas, I thought I might start the podcast by explaining a little bit about why I do an acknowledgement of country and what I learned about it. So when I first started this show, I didn't do that. And my understanding was generally that an acknowledgement of country happened at the beginning of an event, at the beginning of when you were gathered together with a a group of people. And if you didn't have uh, an Indigenous person who could do a welcome to country, you would have an acknowledgement of country instead. The reason that I do it on my show is because the way that when I when I read about it and when I kind of understood what it was about uh, from the perspective of um, some Aboriginal elders who talked talked about it, they sort of said, and I can't remember exactly who it was um, that I was reading on this this comment, but it, basically they said, look, uh, you know, this doesn't solve all the problems, and there is criticism that this is a bit of a lip service thing to do, but. Uh, It's sort of like if you were in someone's house and you said, thanks for having me over, you know, it's just, it's just polite. Like it's a nice thing to say, right? Like if someone has you in their house, you go, oh, thanks for having me. That's really kind of you. It doesn't mean that you aren't welcome in that house. You're just acknowledging that you're in that person's house. And I was like, oh, that's a really lovely gesture. Like that's actually a really nice thing to do. Like I would say thank you to someone for having me in their house, in their house. And that's why I do it. So, um, yeah, I just thought I would say that because probably for uh, people in certain parts of the world, you wouldn't be familiar with um, that practice of doing that here in Australia and not everyone does it. So, yeah. Now, today's podcast is probably largely going to be from the Australian perspective and from the New South Wales perspective, although that I, I know that other states uh, particularly in Melbourne and in uh, so Victoria and Melbourne, um, uh, in lockdown again as well. But um, I went quiet and <laughs> where I am in Sydney, uh, everything kind of just went kaboom. <laughs> and um, 
I think it's quite a difficult thing to cope with and I wanted to talk about sort of some of the things I've been finding really useful and maybe that will help you too. Now, as I've said on the show before, I am not a mental health expert. I am studying counselling, but I am new to that. I'm not a qualified practitioner in counselling. I'm just sharing things that like I would say to a friend that I was like, this is, this has been helpful. I should also say like, I see a therapist myself and I find that really, really helpful. Um, So that's something that, you know, some people listening to this might find really valuable. It's not the only resource available. um, But for me, I found it hugely, hugely helpful um, in general and specifically during COVID to have sort of like my mental health taken care of. For me, that is a priority above like I'm not someone who pays to see a personal trainer. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with seeing a personal trainer or that that can't be beneficial. But for me, I've always found that like therapy is just, you know, I can motivate myself to exercise. I go for a walk almost every day. I swim quite regularly. Uh, You know, I'm happy with my physical health. My mental health is just like something that I'm always sort of trying to take care of. And for me, that's probably because I've had some really, really difficult times in my life. Um, And I should also mention on this show, like whenever I do a podcast about sort of mental health stuff, like it can get a bit heavy. Um, So just a bit of a content warning about that. Um, I don't want it to get too heavy specifically for this podcast because this is about sort of being helpful. But just to say that, like, yeah, I've had some dark times in my life, essentially. And so I was very driven from an early age to seek help um, when it came to my mental health. So this is just me saying, like, this is what I've been going through. This is what I've been thinking. And I hope this is helpful. So maybe where I'll start is just sort of like what's been happening in my life. why I've taken a while to to record a new show so um the last time I spoke on the show the audio wasn't that great the last few times I spoke on the show audio wasn't great because I had all of my stuff was either I think the last time I spoke it was on its way from Townsville to Sydney on a truck or on a train or something I don't know it magically got to my door eventually um and so then all my stuff got here which was awesome. But then I also had to order some furniture so I could like have a bed and stuff. And because of COVID, um, I ended up having like stuff sort of coming in drips and drabs. So I had like half of my bed frame showed up and then I had another half of my bed frame showed up. And then I had uh, like I think what happened next, then I was kind of waiting for my mattress because I was like, I can't really move into my place until I have a mattress. So I had like all my podcast stuff set up, but I was like, I don't have anywhere to sleep. So I'm going to stay. I was staying at my mom's granny flat. I was like, I'll keep staying there. And then um, so I was doing that and I was waiting, I was waiting, I was waiting. And I was really trying to be polite to the, (laughs) the, the delivery people because I was like this is not their fault that they're getting you know that this isn't coming this is just you know what happens when everyone starts ordering everything they need online 
Um, so I was like, oh, is there any chance? I'm like, because I can't live at this place. Do you know when this is this will come? And they're like, no, we don't. We're really sorry. Like, uh, we can't really give you a time. And I was like, okay. And then I think it was like after I made that call, it was like a week later. So I've got my mattress. I can actually stay in my apartment now. And I'm super excited about that. I've got this beautiful little studio apartment with this really beautiful outdoor area. Um, and have all of my work in one place now. I've also just, I'm just coming up to completing the first, um, unit of my career development course that I'm studying with JCU, which I'm loving. And that's kind of been the inspiration for what this sixth season of the show is going to be about. So I've, and it, and it starts with thinking about coping with the whole lockdown thing, but I'll tell you how I'll, I'll get to why I want to do this season. Uh, and because I talk for a long time, it'll it'll come up eventually. Uh, so, um, yeah. So what I what I kind of felt like while I was going through all of that was I was just like I can't. There's lots of stuff I can't control. Um, at the moment, I can't control when I can move into my place. I can't control the, you know, rates of, um, you know, increasing COVID. I can't control what the lockdown restrictions are. And so I just kind of started looking at the day by day stuff that I could control. So, um, I had like a lot of work changes as well. I had to help with, uh, my mom's business for a while um, because my sister couldn't work because of her lockdown restrictions and um, I was like okay I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take things as they come and I'm I'm going to start trying to create little things in my day that I can look forward to so I think that's been really really important um, but the biggest thing I think with everything has been that, and this is what I kind of want to talk about today is like my relationship with myself during this time, because I basically, I, for people who haven't listened to my past couple of episodes, um, basically what happened was I came down from Townsville for a, a planned week in Sydney. It was my sister's 30th and I wanted to see my family. I hadn't seen my family for a while. So I left Townsville. I got to Sydney and uh, my ex was meant to be coming um, down towards the end of that week. He couldn't come because of the lockdown that then happened and then I couldn't get back to Queensland and we were together at that time and then we decided to break up. So basically (laughs) I was like came down I think June 8th had brought stuff for a week and then just never went back home. And um, my cat is the last thing to come down from Townsville. My cat's coming down um, on Thursday morning. She'll be here. So I'm really, really excited about that. She's she's the final, whoops, she's the final piece of the um, the puzzle to feel settled. Um, so it's been a while. Like it's that's a two-month period where basically – I was like staying in my mum's granny flat, didn't really have all my stuff in one place, was doing this course and like just all of these things were happening, right? And there was just so much that was, it was really chaotic and like a bit of a like, whoa, like 
you know, during that time, I also was like, oh, I came to the realization that I was gay. So it's like so many things happening. And despite that, I actually feel well, like I feel mentally healthy. I feel probably more mentally healthy than I felt for most of my life. And that's been really surprising to me. Um, But there were definitely things that I'm like, there's so many things in that that could have been um, really difficult and could have gone a very different way for me. And I've been reflecting on what was it that like made things so easy for me and why did I feel so much joy during this time? And I think what it, uh, it kind of forced me to do was get really, really crystal clear on what was in my control what I was doing well and what I could look forward to each day. So it, re- it was sort of like grounding and centering because I was like, there's so much being sort of stripped back. There's so many things that I'm like, so many, so many things I'm processing, but I have to just get through the day. And so I was like, okay, what are the things that help me get through my day? So, um, one of the first things I started doing was exercising. Like I've been exercising so much more. I ended up losing like five kilos, but I didn't plan to lose weight. Like that wasn't my plan at all. I just started exercising because I was like, I have to move. I I just feel like I have to move. And I've been finding that because I'm, I guess, in a state of mind where I'm being very honest with myself and being and really hearing myself and listening to myself, I'm, I'm sort of like going with what feels right. So I'm like, I have to, I have to move. I just have to move. That will help. Just do it. Don't worry about why. Don't worry about rationalizing it. Intuitively, Lauren, you need to go and move. You just need to move. So I started going on these really long walks, um, like wherever, like either down to the beach or to Centennial Park just in my local area, like, cause we can't travel, you know, very far. Um, and that was really great. And the other thing I did was I, um, started having lots of conversations with my best friend and my best friend and I also did a lot of walking together. Um, and she's been on the show before actually, Catherine Zaharias. She's awesome. Um, and having someone that I could just be like, you know, what's going on in my life, you know, like, um, that was, hugely helpful I knew I needed to keep seeing my therapist so I kept doing that um so I could kind of just I knew that I had like an hour each week where I was going to try to sort up sort out all the stuff that was going on in my head and then I also started looking at like what sort of stuff do I want to put in my brain you know what sort of stuff do I want to put in my body so I've actually like significantly cut down on drinking alcohol because I was like this isn't really that good for me. Like it's actually numbing my senses. Like that's what alcohol does, right? It it numbs your senses. I'm not like someone who doesn't drink at all. Like I still drink, but I'm not, I went through a stage probably I would say for the last couple of years where it was sort of like I started feeling a bit alcohol dependent. So not that I would drink heaps, like I would maximum have like three drinks in a night. Uh, so like three gin and tonics or three glasses of wine, that would be the sort of the maximum unless I would like occasionally have like 
once every three to six months, like a bigger sort of night. Um, but it was more that I was like, I have to have that glass of wine at the end of the day. Like I just started being like, it's the end of the day, I need to chill, I need to have a glass of wine. And I also had been a smoker. So up until October last year, I was smoking. And um, so all of these, those things were like not good for my body, obviously. And feeling like, okay, I'm just taking, I'm just taking better care of myself felt really, those were things that were in my control. So I was like drinking less, exercising. Um, I kind of had thought about journaling, but it just didn't completely feel right. So I ended up doing like, I think one or two journal entries and I was like, that, that's, that's all I kind of, you know, I don't really feel like that. So I just went with like, what do I feel like? Like, let me just pay attention for a few minutes each day going like, what does, what does Lauren need? What does Lauren need to feel good? Right. And the thing is, is like, most of the stuff that I really need that feels so essential is stuff that I can get with or without lockdown. So walking with a friend, doing a Zoom call, like I have this awesome group of girls that I speak to, or women really I should say, um, that I speak to every couple of weeks um, and we talk about a whole bunch of stuff and um, we, we kind of found each other through going to a bisexual conference. And I'm like, that's like all of these things are like that. I know this is good for me. This is good. I'm going to do more of it. If it doesn't feel good, I'm not going to do as much of it. But all of these things I can do without requiring lockdown to be lifted. And that's really um, empowering, right? So now with like fitness, obviously there's a bit tighter restrictions on like if you, especially in certain areas, I know people are really being encouraged, like unless you absolutely have to go out, stay inside, it's much safer. There's still things that we can do inside. And there's so many fitness instructors who are doing like free things or doing like very affordable um, sessions, like group sessions to keep you fit. Um, actually my sister's doing one. So my sister does, um, Pilates, she does like Pilates instructing and she does that, um, you know, for people as like one-offs or as, um, weekly sessions, really, really cool. Check her out. It's JK Pilates, just a little shout out for my sister. And she had to really adapt her business during this time as well. And that's what a lot of fitness instructors have had to do, you know? So if we know what we need, we can find ways of, um, meeting those needs and I think that's what I realized during this time is like okay don't start with like what I can't do how about I just start with like what do I need and I haven't had yet a moment where I've sat there and gone what do I need oh I need a glass of wine I haven't had that um so I think that's been that's been really interesting for me. I feel like I'm learning a lot. One second, I'm just going to pull up this microphone and it might make a noise. Um, but then I also, like I said, I was thinking about what do I want to put inside my brain, right? And like I think actually a really like totally useful thing to do at the moment is like it's okay to watch movies it's okay to watch tv it's okay to like binge watch something because it's entertaining you know like we need to rethink what 
is appropriate and a waste of time um, in the context of what's happening. So this kind of brings me back to the point around like, are you being too hard on yourself? Or I kind of thought about that. Am I being too hard on myself about stuff? I was like, there's a lot going on. You know, I was like, oh, I haven't been like trying to get clients. I haven't been trying to push my business. I haven't been doing my podcast, right? And I was like, that's okay. These are difficult times and I just need to go with what feels right. And if I want to like binge watch The Office, which I did, um, all over again, even though I've seen it and like it's just a laugh and I'm not learning anything, that's okay. That can be part of what I look forward to on my day. You know, that's okay if I want to do that. Um, actually, that's really good because me sitting at home watching Netflix during lockdown is actually helping end this lockdown, right? Because it means I'm not going out. I'm not being another person who could be potentially spreading something. So it's like, I mean, I kind of keep thinking about COVID like it's a war, except it's a war against a virus instead of a war against humans, right? And in a war scenario, if we were in like World War II, right, like and we were doing our bit, whether we were at home or we were fighting, um, it's a, it would have been a lot harder, right? Like the kind of things that you'd have to go through. I mean, watching a film like Saving Private Ryan or um, watching a film like I watched another one with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch where he's like a um, and it's based on a real story where he's like a um, a salesperson who's going between Russia and America during uh, sorry Russia and the UK during uh, the Cold War you know to um, so information can get back to the UK and to American intelligence right um, and he ends up in like a oh actually wait I should say spoiler alert <laughs> before I say anything um Anyway, he ends up in a very like bad situation at one point and it's like it keeps everything in perspective. Like what people were willing to do for the greater good for humanity in times of hardship, you know, I ha- I can do that by watching Netflix. <laughs> I mean, that's how I think about it in my head. I'm not saying that I'm a war hero. That's not what I mean. I mean as in like there's – we're doing something by doing nothing. Like that's that's the reality of this situation. So if we put that in perspective, instead of thinking like oh, I'm not getting stuff done, maybe there's a way around these rules so that I can feel really productive. It's like no, actually, you know what? Like it's okay to lie in bed and watch Netflix on a Saturday so that you stay at home. And it's okay to have a phone call with someone instead of meeting them in their house. You know, every little thing that you do is helping. <laughs> The world is always on, but you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. At Mattress Firm's Black Friday Now Sale, save up to 60% on Sealy with Queen Mattresses starting at $279.99. Talk to a sleep expert today and unjunk your sleep. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. 
Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Um, it's the same with, like, I got my first vaccine. When did I get my first dose? At the end of last month? Yeah, end of last month. I get my second dose um, early next month. And I was like so excited to get the vaccine because I was like, this is another thing I can do. Like when I wear a mask, that's another thing I can do. Like these, this is my new way of thinking about being productive, you know, because getting out there and networking or going to a conference is not happening now, you know. Um, trying to do business with businesses who aren't in a position to do that, that's, that's not productive. So rethinking what's productive and being able to cope has been something that I've just found super, super helpful. Um, the other thing I found really cool was an app called Blinkist. Um, I can't remember if I mentioned on this show before. I think I did. But basically it's like you can just like get the essence of a book in like 15 minutes by listening to it. And they also have shortcasts on there. So if you find podcasts like this too long <laughs> – They've got shorter ones with probably heaps more, you know, awesome information from really inspiring people. Um, but if you like listening to long podcasts, then, you know, you're pro that's probably why you're here. Um, and then, you know, so I kind of was like, okay, self-care is super, super important. That's like number one priority right now. And so I've really thought about that. I've really thought about what can I do to take care of myself? How can I make sure that I'm not being too hard on myself? Even if I'm not achieving all the things I want to achieve, that's that will happen, but that's going to happen a bit later. The timeline's just changed a little bit for that because there's things that are more pressing. Um, human life is more important than me feeling great about like getting a public speaking gig. You know, public health is a lot more important than that. So it just keeps everything in perspective I think that's been really really important for me um, but then I also found what was super super important for me was looking at who can I support because I think there's something that we really gain from helping someone else in in the way that we can right like um, that's got to be taken in the context of I think like well you know if you're really burnt out and not taking care of yourself and feeling like I can't do anything, then thinking about someone else is going to be really difficult, right? It's like put your own mask on before you put someone else's mask on, like on the plane, right? You put your own oxygen mask on even before you help your kids um, because otherwise you can't tell, help anyone if you're passed out. You become a liability. So it's like self-care first, but then if you're like, I actually feel like I'm in a good place, then what can you do to support others? And that can come in many forms. For me, I really, really like one-on-one -on -one conversations with people. Um, I think that's where I feel like it's most meaningful. Um, but then also looking at ways that I could develop skills to be a better communicator and to be more supportive. Um, so for instance, simple things like learning um, how to actively listen. Uh, the last company that I was working for, People Strength, that was a big part of what we talked about was like how to actually make sure you're not just giving advice to people, but actually listening to them and going, how do I um, help this person come to their own realizations, right? So 
incorporating things like micro skills that we use in counseling. Anyone can look this stuff up. If you look up counseling micro skills, there's a bunch you can learn that will just help you be a more supportive friend. I think these are things that we should be learning in school. Like I don't think these are the things that we should be learning only if we want to become a counseling practitioner. Like there aren't enough counselors in the world. We need everyone to kind of develop those skills that allow us to best support others. But the thing that's really beautiful about that is as we develop those deeper connections and as we build that support, we have that as well. So when there's actually research that shows this is when we, we are able to support people, we feel safer about if I'm going through a crisis, they're going to be there for me. Even if we never need that, there's this sense of calm. There's this sense of it actually makes us feel emotionally better by, by knowing that we've supported people. It's like this sort of like insurance plan. It's like it's in our DNA that we know that it's important to help others because it comes back. It comes back to us. That's not necessarily the reason we do it, but that's what happens physiologically. We actually physiologically feel better when we help others. Um, So I think that's really, really important. And thinking about things like how can I maintain connections? So looking further afield outside of maybe those people who you're contacting, who you might, uh, they might tell you quite, uh, you know, deep truths about themselves. They might tell you quite intimate details about their lives and vice versa. What about other connections in your life? Are there people that you kind of go every six to 12 months where we'd usually catch up and have a drink? I haven't seen that person. What about if I reach out to them, we do a Zoom cuppa, you know, um, or a coffee? These things make a difference. And also there's things like if you haven't, you know, got connections, there's lots of ways that you can get new connections virtually right so actually on like dating apps like hinge you can also say i'm just looking for friends um i'm not sure what it's like for tinder i've only used hinge i'm not that familiar with dating apps but some people say i'm just looking for friends in the area or with similar interests or who are queer or you know so you can use that as a way to start connecting with people and chatting with people uh, LinkedIn can be a good way to network with people, especially if you're looking for people who have similar professional interests, right? Um, Facebook, uh, I mean, you could look at other social media channels, but I don't I don't have personal experience with making friends on other social media channels, so I'm hesitant to um, to suggest anything. But we're in a very connected world and we can create connections there's just a few things that we might want to do to make it easier for us so any question you think of is available like there's an answer available now right like we have the whole of human knowledge available collective human knowledge available to us online but we will obviously want to be able to sort through like what information is good and what information is bad um so that's important but Pretty much if you go like, oh, like how can I make new friends? There'll be a really good article, like first, second, third search result on Google. You know, how can I meet more people? What can I do in lockdown that would help me to get more of anything? You know, maybe if you're kind of like, I've got enough connections, maybe this is a chance for you to do something that you wouldn't normally be able to do because you're socializing. So maybe it's an opportunity. If you've thought like, 
I would really love to learn how to knit. I would, I really would love to learn how to um, swim. I'd really love to learn how to whatever it is, or I want to write a book. I always wanted to write a book. I always wanted to have a crack at writing a book. I'm going to do that. In the case of Sydney, a lot of us are in a position where we've got financial support if we can't work. Um, Not saying that's for everyone. And I know there's people who are going through financial hardship. But if you're in a position where you kind of go, you know what, I actually can take a home sabbatical and spend the next three months, um, having a go at writing my first uh, play or writing my first, like there's no reason that you can't do those things. Even if you're like, I work in something completely different. I work in investment banking or I work in property or I work in uh, coaching. There's no reason that you can't try something new. And this leads me to where I want to go with this season. So one thing that I've been learning a lot about is in this career development course is how we end up choosing the careers we choose, how we can end up following a path that might feel right to us or might not feel so right for us and how so many of us are transitioning into different careers at different points in our life. And also on top of all of that, how people who are coming into the workforce now are also probably going to end up with jobs that we don't even know exist yet. So career has been something that, you know, has been so tied to our identities. And what I want to walk through over the next few weeks is how is how we might want to question that, you know, like am I really this type of person just because I've had this type of job? You know, is there... Am I, ju- am I just not creative or is that something that I've told myself to convince myself that I should have a non-creative job, you know? And the other thing with career is career we can think of in terms of just how we make money, but that's not all that career has to include. So career could be other things outside of that, like volunteer work, like writing a book that may or may never see the light of day. There's lots of things that we can do to expand how we work, why we work, how we engage with the world of work. But because of the way the story has been told to us, especially like let's say 20 years ago about how our careers, what our careers should look like, what the world of work should look like, how we're meant to go into an office and have certain types of conversations day in and day out and work a particular way, operate a particular way. That's that can change. That's just the story that we've seen. And I've been thinking about this a lot also in terms of how I thought my life was going to play out. You know, it's a funny thing about identity. Like we one of the one of the challenges we have as individuals is we're kind of looking out into the world and going, who looks like me and what do they do? Oh, okay. Women who are wealthy and white are meant to do XYZ and achieve XYZ by this time. Men who are black and raised in this type of family 
and have these types of opportunities are meant to do X, Y, and Z and behave in X, Y, Z type ways and meant to have X, Y, Z type friends. Oh, like, wait, maybe I don't want those things. <laughs> you know, like maybe I don't want all those things that like I was told that I'm meant to want based on who looks like me in the movies I watch and the shows I watch and the stories I read and the newspaper articles and what the media shows me. You know, so for me thinking about, especially in relation to like, I couldn't get my head around the fact that I was gay for my entire life up until now. Like I couldn't figure that out myself. Like I am gay, couldn't figure that out. Why couldn't I figure that out? Well, I think a big part of it was like what I saw around me and what was seen as okay in the world that I was in and how I was conditioned. But I'm like, now I'm like, oh, it's so obvious to me. It's so obvious. And I'm so happy that I got to this point. And I think about that in terms of career as well. And that's why I want to do this series. I want to talk about how we might be thinking, I am this kind of person. I can only do these types of things because I look this way and I think this way and I act this way. And this is what my family did. And this is all I've ever known. And this makes me feel safe. How do we explore that? And I think that right now, over the next few months, as we're going through this sort of period of uncertainty, it can be a great opportunity for many of us to rethink that and think about what does this all really mean? What stories am I telling myself about myself based on having so much of my identity tied up in a particular role at work or a particular career or a particular lifestyle? How can I use experimentation? How can I use networking? How can I use happenstance to maybe rethink that? And happenstance theory is one of the theories we'll be talking about in relation to career development. But I want to take it slowly. I want to walk you through all these different perspectives on how career works and how that ties in with other things like our identity and what we deter- what we believe is meaningful. Um, so that's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna start exploring. Um, I have now been talking for how long have I been talking for? Thirty seven minutes. So I think I think that's it. Maybe what I'll leave. I'll leave this podcast show on the note I'll leave you on is just a few sort of quick tips that might help. It may or may not help, but hopefully they have been helping me cope with this extended COVID lockdown. So one question you could ask yourself is who can I become by surviving this? And when I look back on this, what am I going to be proud of? What am I going to be proud of in, in terms of how I behaved, what I achieved, what I did? And that could be as simple as I stayed at home as much as I could, right? That is a completely awesome goal to have because there's a lot of people who aren't following rules that they really need to be following. Um, what does that look like for you? What would, who is the person that you want to come out out as in the next few months what what how can you use this 
as a period of reflection and transition. Now, I know we have lockdown fatigue. I know this is not new, but in Australia, at least, and in Sydney, this is the worst lockdown we've had. We've actually been relatively lucky. We have had extended periods of things being pretty open and quote unquote normal. So yes, we've been going through this for a while, but when I talk to people in the UK and America, this is a very short period of time in comparison to what's happened overseas. That doesn't mean it's easy for us. That doesn't mean it's like, oh, well, we should just get over it and not acknowledge how tough it can be. But also... I think we've still got energy to think about that. I think a lot of us still have the energy to go, who can I become by surviving this and use really using this as an opportunity to grow? The other thing is, is to think about like, what am I doing well? What am I proud of right now? You know, for me, it was like, I am like keeping it together during a separation you know, I'm keeping things organized. My life hasn't fallen apart. I've kept attending uni. I've kept submitting my assignments. I've kept going to work. I've kept doing a lot of the things that I need to do. I've kept eating. I've kept feeding myself and looking after myself. I'm doing that well. I'm taking care of me well. And that made me feel good. I'm proud of that. I'm really proud of how I did that. Third thing is have routine. Routine is so good. So if it's like, you know, you've got your exercise routine in the morning, if you're able to go get a coffee, um, you know, on your exercise routine, awesome. If you're not in a position to do that, can you, you know, making yourself a coffee at home, whatever it is. Like I like to do things like I get dressed in my work clothes still, even though I'm staying inside because it makes me feel like energized, like, okay, I'm going to work. Also, I dress casually for work anyway, so it's not like I get ready in a suit. <laughs> um, my microphone keeps going down. Sorry. And then I think the other thing um, is have like date nights or celebrations, you know. So if it's your birthday, if it's like if you're you're living with someone else, um, if you've got one of your kids has had a birthday or um, has done really well at school, how can you celebrate that? How can you do something a little bit special, you know? Um, maybe it's like making a different meal, trying something new, cooking new recipes, um, watching a movie together, playing a game together, doing something that like marks, um, time. Because I think that's the other thing that can happen is like, if we don't break up the monotony, that, that makes it a lot more difficult. Um, and also like, seriously, this sounds weird, but like watch sad movies, like, Watching sad movies is so much better than watching happy movies. There's actually research that shows this. So like when we watch a movie where the situation in the movie um, and the hardship that the main character goes through is things that like we don't have to go through, you know, like I said, like Saving Private Ryan, something like that, right? It's like we come away from that film feeling a lot more appreciative of our lives. Wow, I'm so glad that I've got my life. But when we watch happy movies, when we watch happy shows where everything seems to be constantly fine for that person, then actually what happens is it's the opposite. We, become, we can become envious and become sort of like, why am I not doing better? Why haven't I got more? Why am I not, you know, 
um, achieving more in my life. That person was like killing it. You know, they, they just had their life so together. I didn't have my life that together. I need to be better. I need to be better. I should do this. I should do that. I should do this. Oh, wait, I can't because of lockdown. Oh, no, like this lockdown has to end. I'm going nuts. I need to achieve more. I'm really frustrated, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I just I found that like when I, when I watch sad movies or I watch – I also really like watching documentaries. You got to find the thing that makes you happy. Like pay attention to how you feel. If you do something and it feels good – you know, and it doesn't because there's different types of feeling good, right? There's like a hedonistic feeling good, like I got drunk and everything was numb for a bit and I kind of feel good, but then the next day you feel really shit. Or you have the type of feel good that's like, oh, I just feel really present. I feel really calm. I feel like really content. I feel like really happy just sitting with myself. You know, that kind of feeling, that's a really good clue, you know, so make it your job to take excellent care of yourself, you know, and not the kind of care that's like, oh, yeah, I'll just get drunk because it doesn't matter. The kind of care that's like, all right, what do I really need? If I was going to tell someone how to look after me, what do I really need? What would be really helpful for me? This is what this is what I would want them to do. And then do it for yourself because you deserve it because you're a human and humans deserve to be taken care of. All right. So I will be back. I, I Look, I reckon, I reckon at the moment I'm going to do this podcast weekly. I have contemplated going to monthly, uh, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. So maybe let me know what you think. You can message, a few people message me on LinkedIn. You can also tweet with me at laurencress89. Uh, they're probably the two easiest ways to get in touch with me. If you have any thoughts, you can, oh yeah, you can message me on Instagram too. Also at laurencress, uh, what's my Instagram? I don't know what my Instagram is actually. <laughs> Scrap that. I don't go on there that much anyway. Just use Twitter and LinkedIn. That's probably best. Um, I hope this has been helpful. It's kind of just me rambling and talking about the stuff we're going through, as you know, because you got to the end of the show. If you think this would be helpful to someone, please share it with them, obviously. Um, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe so you can come back and listen to more episodes. There's loads of episodes now that I've done, so you can go back and listen to all of them. Uh, it started off more as a business entrepreneurship focused show and we've shifted more towards career so um, this will be a very career focused season but I'll also be talking about mental health stuff just because it's so important and relevant to everything that's going on right now and I'm like there's no point in just pretending that all of this stuff isn't happening which is why I've started this season uh, like this all right guys I hope you have a fantastic week and until next time Remember that stepping into your power will make the world a better place. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with GEICO or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with GEICO. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors.